All right, guys. So it's fun. Uh, real quick, Dink and Andrew, both these guys. Theocast would be harder to do without these guys. These guys really support us. So come over and say hi. Oh, yeah. Come here. Come here. Mackenzie Dinkins. Mackenzie Dinkins. So elder at our church on our staff. What's up, guys? <laughs> What's up, dude? This is Andrew Johnson. If you guys want to know why Theocast looks pro, this guy <laughs> this right dude. here, he's That's the man. Right. He's Andrew the man. Johnson, formerly, <laughs> formerly of ESPN. That's right. That's right. Andrew is my right-hand man at Theocast and a very we, good we friend. We lured him away from ESPN. No, <laughs> no, no big deal. And, no big deal. Uh, he, if you don't follow his don't uh, Instagram, you should. What is it? Re, what, uh, re, uh, redeem Wretched. Redeem dot Wretched. Go follow his stuff on Instagram. It's Not amazing. to be confused with Wretched Radio. Not, yeah. Anyway, all right. All right, so I'm going to do something really quick yeah. that, I, that I, I forgot is the wrong word. It just didn't really fit in what we were talking about earlier. So this, before we pivot hard to the conversation we had last night around the fire, or not around the fire pit, we're going to fire in mm -hmm. it, unfortunately. But, um, it was fire. The cigars and the bourbon <laughs> were good. Amen. Um, talking about the corruption of the flesh and the fact that we as Christians need to own our corruption and own our sinfulness. I, so my uh, kind of mentor pastorally and a, a man who's meant a lot to me, Mark Dever, I remember him telling a story just an anecdote that he would use periodically. And this, I think Mark was like the only Christian in his family. And yeah. he grew up an agnostic and kind of an arrogant academic, you know, and he would tell a story about, I believe this was like a, a family member who said, you know, the problem with the church, I just can't do church. The problem with the church is it's a pit of vipers. And Mark would say, you know, I agree with you actually. <laughs> and he said, the difference between the church and the world is that we actually know that we're vipers. Yeah. He said, so slither on in anytime and join us. <laughs> and that's how we should talk. It, we should own our sinfulness because yeah, I think you said this before we hit record earlier, the world can see our problem. That's right. The world can see through so much of the facade. And so why do we continue to try to erect that facade? It's stupid. I'll jump on this, Justin. I think yeah. it's interesting in that we are called the holiness and, and, and Corinthians talks about like our actions being, um, an aroma, a sweet aroma, yeah. right? Uh, that they could see our good works and glorify the Father. But th the one phrase he says is that, how does the world know there's something different about you? Mm -hmm. It's that they see that you're corrupt and messed up, but you don't love the same way. That's right. The love is what distinguishes us as being different. Mm -hmm. So there's this, in essence, we're like, yeah, we are. Our marriages are messed up like your marriages are. Our kids are messed up like your kids are. Right? Our lives are. But you know what? We have a hope that's different. Yeah. Be ready to give a man, every man the answer of the hope that lies within you. Yeah. And we have a love that drives us. We love because he yeah. first loved us. And we, yeah. And we acknowledge that we have no righteousness of our own and that there's been an invincible righteousness counted to us by faith. And where does yeah. Satan attack us the most? And our hope. Yeah. And our love. Yeah. It's fascinating. Think about it. He wants you to get your hope on this world, sure. on your body, in sex, sure. in money, right? And then he tweaks love to yeah. be gratification. Well, and he, true. And then he he seeks to cause you to be despairing in the things that you can't do. And he seeks to cause you to be self-righteous and proud about the things that you think you can. That's right. Yeah, that's how he operates. That's right. For sure. Yeah. So, and the reason why we want to start to introduce this into the kingdom side of this conversation where... Justin and I are unabashedly believe that there is a kingdom of light and a kingdom of darkness. There is the- I mean, the book realm. says that. <laughs> yeah, pretty clear there. We've been brought from one to the other. Yeah, and if you want to call it radical, guess what? They also call the gospel radical. They called it dumb. 
They called it foolish. Oh, you mean the fact that we're radical two kingdom? <laughs> right. <laughs> I, but there is a sense where, yes, we live otherly. We live different. We live loose-handed. You know, Andrew talks about this all the time. Like the way in which the Christian life draws us closer to Christ is we have a looser grip on the world. We start to let it go. And someone will say, well, let no, that's- and kindred go. It's mortal life. Lay out so. treasure in yeah. heaven. Anyways, yeah. but- if you can learn to think this way, like yeah. renew your mind in the battle and the war, it I think helps fighting against temptation. It helps fighting against discouragement. Right, I'll be personal. Last night, uh, yesterday on the way here, my car breaks down. My son's stuck in the middle of the city. We call a tow truck. He doesn't show up. Then we think it's towed, you know, and I, for, I for a moment I got upset and I was all sure. mad at the guy. And then I sat down with Andrew and Justin and I was like, for what reason am I mad? Whatever. It's a car. It's my, All it is is money and money is replaceable. My time and my heart are not. I'm going to go ahead and just let that, let it go. And it was so funny. We woke up this morning and the car was not impounded. Yeah. The tow truck driver just went to the wrong place, you know? And it was, yeah. so, it was an interesting just moment of learning for me of like, John, don't get so upset about things. Just, yeah. it doesn't really matter. And, you know, listen, that doesn't mean we can't grieve. Like if I lose a child, or oh, if I not have yeah. cancer, like those, yeah. th we grieve with those things. And I grieve, that's why he says, grieve with those who grieve and weep with those who weep. But we grieve differently because yeah. we have a hope that's different, right? Yeah. So for me, I find it easier to navigate through the, the, the absolute minefield of this world when I can go, yeah, this isn't it. I'm not stuck mm -hmm. here. This is, I am not, he's not leaving me stuck here. Yeah. I'm not going to be left on the battlefield to die. I will die temporarily, but I'm going to live forever. It's but a trans, it's a butter, you know, it's kind of like the moment you die, it's like, beam me up, Scotty. You know, well, <laughs> that's how the feeling should be. It's the renewing of your mind in Christ, in your union with him in the gospel, like we were talking about earlier. And we've said a lot lately about the otherworldliness of the Christian faith yeah. and the otherworldliness of confessionalism. And I think those things are true and right. Because the more I'm able to renew my mind in Christ and have my thoughts fixed upon my union with him and what he's accomplished for me, yeah. and I'm able to think in terms of the world to come when the kingdom of God will quite literally come down and we will dwell with the Lord and we'll see Christ as he is, the more I'm fixed on that in my mind and heart, it is all kinds of helpful for me practically in my daily living and in my daily loving of other people. Yeah. It really is. I'm going to read a quote I sent to you and a, gr a group text that we yeah. were in. This is from a, a, a book by Spurgeon on the spiritual warfare. Um, I believe we posted it on Theocast. Uh, so this is talking about the tactics of Satan. Mm -hmm. So where he cannot destroy, there is no doubt that Satan object, that Satan's object is to worry. He does not like to see God's people happy. I believe yeah. the devil greatly delights in some ministers whose tendency in their preaching is to to multiply and foster doubts and fears and to present grief and despondency as the evidence of God's people. Now we've talked about this kind of preaching in the past yeah. and what Spurgeon's like, saying is this is right. demonic, right? right. Man, Which I, is I crazy to say that. I'll be finished the quote and then I'll let you. Ah, says the devil, preach on. You are doing my work well for I like to see God's people mournful. If I can make them stop their singing and go around with miserable faces I reckon I have done my work very completely. <laughs> Spurgeon did not pull punches, man.
I've said it before. I know in our own pulpit, I've said it here at CBC. I think I've said it on Theocast, and I'm sure you know some people would crucify us for saying it, but any preaching that intends to unsettle the saints and any preaching that is meant to cause the saints to question their standing in the Lord Jesus Christ is of the evil one, not of God. Mm. I, I, it's I, you know, so, and I'm not the first one to say right, it. Right, and Justin, to it, say that you and I haven't been manipulated by it, that you and I haven't been influenced or manipulated by Satan in our counseling and our preaching and our teaching, I would say we have at times. Oh, sure. If it's done I, in the flesh, if it's done out of anger, if sure. it's done by laziness, right? Yeah. So this is why it's like, we have to be- Because we're not impervious. No, to, yeah. and we have to, it's like, you can't walk through a, in a battlefield. You can't walk standing straight up, not thinking you're going to get shot. Sure. Right? So in, in the war against the flesh and against the dark realm, we have to be constantly- angels of light sure wrong information temptation and it's exhausting to live that way right. but if you don't man you are being shot at constantly and they're landing and sure. they're hurting those sure. darts hurt they take it out of you they drain you so for me this conversation that we're entering into and trying to expand people's concepts of the kingdom of darkness well, i think is going to help a lot sure. of people heal because they're not they're not being shot at anymore yeah few things I could say. We're running out of time. Yeah, I, I'll close maybe with this thought sure. related to this. Why is it that things never stay good for long? I mean, so <laughs> why is it that we say this a lot as pastors? I mean, I know, I know we do when it comes to a marriage, for example, like you can't ever just coast in your marriage. Like you need to continue to be intentional always and be vigilant and thoughtful because if you're not engaging on those planes, then things don't just improve for the better naturally. That's right. That's not how it works in this world. I mean, unbelievers acknowledge this, you know, things fall apart. It's how it goes. Why? Well, corruption of the flesh, spiritual warfare, the work of the evil one. And we cannot expect in our Christian lives or in the church to just be able to coast at all. And I, this is not in any conflict with the fact that we have peace and rest. We do because Christ has secured it for us. But we need to live thoughtful lives, engaging with these things, mindful of these things, or it won't go well. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hope this is encouraging to you. Um, let me encourage you guys. We are but opening to the introduction page. Sure. We haven't even got through the first page on well, this. We have, both of us are, I think, planning to do more reading and study and all yeah, that stuff, which and, is great for our development. Right. It is. Yeah. And I, I'm so thankful to be able to spend time processing this information. We had a great conversation. We did. We really did. And, yeah. and I, I think that the effect, like when he, um, in first Peter, when he talks about being effective and fruitful in that same book, he's talking about the spiritual nature that we live in this realm sure. that we live in. So I'm excited to continue to preach the gospel and set people free from this and, and give them gospel lenses that sees the kingdom of darkness, the way it should be seen. Sure. And I think the clearer you see the kingdom of darkness, the, the more dependent you become right. on the, the closer, father, the, the more closely you cling. To I'll, I'll give you one little golden nugget left and we'll be, we'll be done. Spurgeon also says that Tim, God uses temptation to knock the rust off of the believer. Mm -hmm. Those things that tend to cling to us, temptation mm -hmm. comes in and saws them off. Yeah. And I think when you begin to look at the war against the flesh and the spirit in that way, you begin to realize there's a lot in our life that keeps us from depending upon him. Yeah. And we should embrace the frailty because it yeah. clarifies the eyes on God. So there will anyways, be weakness, it, I yeah. Agree. 
Hey guys, thank you. We got more episodes to come and we're so thankful for that. We're trying to, we're going to try and get several out while we're here together mm -hmm. and pray for us as we try and work together on the GRN conference and the Theocast conference. And Justin has his own conference coming up. We well, next spring. Next we've got year. A, we're going to have a, what we hope is an inaugural thing. Yep. So April 19th and 20th of 2024. We're just going to call it Covenant Conference 2024. And Chad Bird is going to be coming and spending on, a couple son. days with us. And so he'll be the speaker effectively. And we'll do some panel discussions with him and our elders and things like that. Super excited. Good for hang that. time mixed in. We'll try and be there for that. Yeah, it'd be great. All right, guys. We'll see you soon. That's it.